Hello, welcome to Injury Prevention Podcasts. My name is Rod McClure. I'm editor of the BMJ journal Injury Prevention. And today I'll be speaking with Dr. Natalie Wilkins, guest editor of a recently published supplement to the journal called Achieving Population Level Change. Dr. Wilkins is a behavioral scientist at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, National Center for Injury Prevention and Control, in the Division of Analysis, Research and Practice Integration. She joined the center in 2008 and her work has focused primarily on translation and systems research, program evaluation, technical assistance, and capacity building with partners at the state and local level. And knowledge translation for bridging research and practice within the context of injury and violence prevention. She has worked on numerous child maltreatment, youth violence, suicide prevention, and prescription drug overdose projects, as well as efforts to identify links between multiple forms of violence, injury, and other public health outcomes. She received a BA in psychology and sociology from the University of Richmond, and an MA and PhD in community psychology from Georgia State University. So Natalie, tell me about yourself, uh, sort of what you do and, and what excites you. Well, I am a behavioral scientist at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and I sit in the National Center for Injury Prevention and Control, um, or the Injury Center. And at the Injury Center, I get to work on a wide variety of injury and violence-related topics that range from what we consider unintentional forms of injury, such as opioid overdose, motor vehicle crashes, and sports concussions, to violence-related issues, such as child abuse and neglect and suicide. And um, in terms of what excites me, I'd say in my work at CDC, the thing that excites me the most is working with colleagues here at the Injury Center, and particularly with partners at the state and local levels and health departments, to continually evolve and expand my understanding of how injury and violence-related issues play out in the real world. I think often it can be easy to think about different injury and violence issues as discrete areas of work, particularly when we're thinking of these things more sort of theoretically and from a a research perspective. And so what really excites me the most is when I find opportunities to expand my thinking on the ways in which different forms of injury and violence are really interrelated and how we might identify Um, what we might think of as high leverage solutions or solutions that could potentially improve multiple injury related outcomes at once and have a larger impact on the overall safety of communities. Natalie, this perspective you've been describing clearly comes through the special issue that uh, the supplement that the CCC have sponsored, uh, Achieving Population Level Change. How is it that you became involved as guest editor? of this and uh, why did the CDC sponsor the supplement? Well, you know, there's there's been a tremendous amount of work done um, over the years through both research and, and practice-based discovery on what works to prevent various forms of injury and violence. And um, this work has been really astronomically increasing over, over the years and, and been very beneficial um, to populations at large. But one of the challenges that we face as a field still is achieving scalable and sustainable population level impact with our prevention approaches. So really with this supplement, uh, what we wanted to identify and showcase were some of the ways in which injury prevention researchers and their partners have been approaching injury prevention from a population and more systems level lens. 
So in other words, we wanted to know what are some examples of ways in which the larger contexts and systems that are often critical drivers of health outcomes are being addressed and what is the real impact of these efforts on injury and violence outcomes. And we also really wanted to learn whether and how we might look outside of the field of injury prevention potentially to identify additional approaches and methods for addressing the larger societal structures that drive injury and violence rates at the population level. And really to that effect, we were interested in highlighting promising examples of methods and approaches that can be adapted from other fields such as population science, for example, um, and then applied to injury prevention. Okay, so if you look at the papers in the supplement that you've published, they clearly draw out different aspects of where you're trying to head with this. Um, what were the, some of the papers that you feel illustrate best what it is that the supplement has to offer? And if you could somehow give us a sense of what it is about them that makes them work so well. Well, there are a number of papers in the supplement that provide really compelling cases for why attending to the broader systems and contexts in which injury and violence occur may be a critical paradigm shift potentially for the field of injury prevention. Um, one example is the, the paper by Zane Smith and Lee presents um, an analysis of the impact that large-scale social changes such as urbanization, poverty alleviation, and access to health insurance have had on injury outcomes in China, really demonstrating the impact that broader contexts and societal characteristics have on injury and the potential that addressing these characteristics really poses for achieving population level reductions in injury related harm. And then also Galia and Keyes describe how a population health science frame can inform public health action to prevent injury and violence. And they outline a series of considerations that injury researchers can use to uncover what they call the quote unquote causal architectures, driving population level distributions of injury and this really has the potential to inform actionable solutions that are more likely um, to result in population level change. And then Toprani and colleagues describe how a pilot injury prevention program, which many folks in the world of injury prevention um, may recognize or, or be familiar with on window guards in New York City, grew to absorb other systems changes such as building codes, home inspections, um, policy changes, as well as changes to surveillance and legal systems, particularly around civil liability. And they describe how these changes to the broader system resulted in significant long-term reductions in injuries. And then also Gielan and colleagues apply traditional public health frameworks, again, which a lot of folks in the field of public health and injury prevention in particular would be very familiar with, such as the Haddon matrix and the social ecological model, to operationalize the temporal and, and multi-level elements that are central to population health science, and also to describe the interconnections between evidence-based fire prevention strategies and the systems within which they are embedded. And then finally, the last paper that I, I really think um, provides a great example of a sort of systems approach and the value of, of thinking more from a, a systems perspective about injury prevention research in particular is the paper by Benander, um, where he describes an application of the synthetic control method to evaluate the impact of state laws on opioid overdose, which is really an example of an innovative methodology that's designed to account for the complexity of population level interventions versus controlling for it. 
I think that this is really important because some have argued that our reliance on traditional research methods that privilege internal validity versus say external or ecological validity um, and programs that are are really uh, looked at under circumscribed conditions has really constrained injury prevention inquiry to those approaches that are most easily studied using these more traditional methods. Um, and this may be inhibiting our pursuit of approaches that address broader contextual and system level changes. And again, th this paper by Benanda really provides insight on an emerging research methodology that is well suited for more complex systems level interventions that are likely to drive down rates of injury more at the population level. Natalie, you've covered a uh, complex topic uh, from a range of different perspectives there. What's the take home message you'd like to leave us with? Well, I think really the articles that are featured in this special issue provide a lot of insight into the ways that we can begin to move beyond attending only to the development of discrete prevention programs and strategies to address injury and really more toward recognizing and addressing elements of the larger systems within which injury and violence are embedded, which when we address these things have the potential to really result in broader impact at the population level. It's been wonderful talking with you today, Natalie. Thank you very much for your time. We'll be back again on Injury Prevention Podcasts on a monthly basis. Remember to log into the journal's homepage, ip.bmj.com, for the latest research in the injury prevention field. Mm -hmm.